Hello and welcome to another edition of Thinking Aloud About Film. Uh, I'm not quite sure what number this is or how we're going to number this one, but this is a, a return to look at some Taiwanese cinema following our diversion into Egyptian cinema recently. And this is to tie in with the Taiwan Film Festival Edinburgh, which is running online from the 25th to the 31st of October. Um, so this is a, the second year this festival has run. We weren't aware of it last year. Um, they have a really interesting selection of Taiwanese films, um, including some we've already talked about, so we'll, we'll recirculate those podcasts, but some that are new to us, which we're, which we're going to be discussing, and those include some, um, some uh, 1960s films along the lines of Dangerous Youth, um, and some, some Ho Sha Shen films, an Edward Yang film, which we've already talked about, and also some 1990s Taiwanese cinema which by, by other directors, which will be an interesting comparison, we think. Um, so, first off, we're going to talk about uh, Best Secret Agent from 1964. Um, so, Jose, what did you think of that? Well, I loved it, actually. It's, it's, it's not anyone's definition of a great movie, um, but it's great fun. And actually, it's very interesting because in a recent article called Island Treasure by Tony Raines, he kind of speaks against these films. He says they're, you know, very much second division, yeah, in uh, the range of uh, films uh, that are being circulated uh, uh, by uh, the Taiwan Film Institute. And in a way, it's hard to argue with that, but in a way, it's not so hard, <laughs> yeah. So if you know, if if you're only talking of cinema in terms of uh, you know, great masterpieces, I don't know, like Bicycle Thief or whatever, this is, not, this is not that kind of film, right? But it's popular cinema, it's quite sexy, it's very attractive, it's great fun, it has terrible melodramatic moments that you laugh at but you, you enjoy at the same time. You know, the costumes are wonderful, the actors are clearly stars, even though I don't know them. You know, they look like stars, they have the charisma of stars, they offer the pleasures of stars um and there's also a real cinematic nous yeah like you know some of the shots some of the angles like they're very striking they're interesting to look at yeah kind of you know the, there's never a dull moment i think and i enjoyed it very very much actually absolutely yeah i mean as you say it's not you know it's not great cinema and if, you, if you're stacking this up against you know, bicycle thieves or or you know the work of Edward Yang or Ho Shen, it doesn't stand up there, but it, but it's a, it's a, a fun piece of commercial cinema. It was apparently hugely popular in in Taiwan, and it kind of it was like the first of a cycle, really, of, of, of Taiwanese secret agent films. Um, I guess we should talk a bit about the plot. That it, it's it's actually, although it's a it's a sixties secret agent film, but it's set in in the mid forties. Um, so uh, with the the kind of Sino Japanese war, it's a remake of a nineteen forty five. Um, Chinese film, I think. Um, so, which I guess, which is why it has that setting. Um, so we, we have a sort of, you know, essentially it's a, a network of, of secret agents, of, of resistance secret agents fighting against the Japanese and none, none of them know who the other secret agents are. So there's this, there's this big mystery that you'll never possibly guess the resolution to as to who, who secret agent number one is. Um, and who, who is essentially plotting against the Japanese while being uh, kind of embedded very 
closely with them. It's a fascinating film, I think, because I think it begins in 1937 during the war, you know, and the heroine escaping with her father and having to become a street performer in order to survive, you know, and so on. You know, and then it, it, uh, it continues into the 40s. She falls in love with someone, you know, uh, but then ends up marrying his uncle, I think. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you know, who is a henchman for the Japanese, you know. Um, it's, it's a film that's clearly influenced by Bond, yeah, and the revival of the spy genre that went with it. But I think it's kind of rendered even more fascinating by you know, turning the head, uh, uh, you know, the central figure into a woman. Yeah, kind of, you know, wearing beautiful, what is it called, chow sam gowns. Yeah, those very tight-fitting gowns uh, uh, that um, you associate with uh, In the Mood for Love. Yeah, uh, Wong, the Wong Kar Wai film. They're, they're beautiful. Uh, and, uh, you know, there's something to be said because there's a lot of, quite awful films made by women whom you are expected to laud somehow because, you know, they have a, 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 a central feminist heroine and, you know, kind of, uh, uh, you know, concerns uh, and, you know, uh, they're often addressed to a female audience, but they're sometimes quite bad. And this one, which is quite schlocky, Nonetheless, it's worth investigating the sense, you know, it's got a powerful woman in the center. She's heaven number one, right? Like, <laughs> <laughs> oh, you, you've given away the twist there, Jose. Sorry. <laughs> and I, I don't think I'm pressing or squeezing for meaning or significance. I don't want to do that. I mean, the film is schlock, but it's sexy, fun, you know, schlock that actually, you know, maybe reveals a lot more about you know, the culture of the time than more serious, worthy films uh, do. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And, and I think, uh, you know, as with, you know, the, the other ones that are sh showing in this festival that we've already seen, so D Dangerous Youth and Foolish Bride, Naive Bridegroom, I think, are the other two. Um, and and the, the, the other ones we, that were made available by the, by the Taiwanese institutes a few months ago, they're, you know, they're all huge fun. I mean, they're, they're all in different genres, and these, these are the films people were actually watching. Um, so, I mean, that, that in itself is very revealing, I think. I, th I did think this was sort of... I, I actually didn't think this was as good as something like Dangerous Youth or The Bride is Returned from Hell. Um, I, I thought of, of those genres, I thought that those were better films, I think. I don't know. I mean, I, I liked it very much. Uh, and uh, it's worth saying, we'll be talking about peony birds in, a, in, in, a, in, a, in another podcast. Uh, but, you know, the contrast is what I have in mind. Uh, and, you know, I wasn't at all bored with uh, uh, Best Secret Agent. I kind of, you know, I mean, it, it has flocky moments. It has really melodramatic moments. It has some unbelievable moments. It also has some really striking imagery, some really charismatic stars, a plot that doesn't stop. I mean, you know, you can see the influence of vaudeville. The acting is often very broad. Yeah, it has a whole list of problems, but it never ceased being fun to watch for me. You know, which I think it's its own kind of accomplishment. Absolutely, yeah. 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 Uh, so, you know, with all of that in mind, I would highly recommend it. Absolutely, and it's available to watch for free by the uh, 
the Tarwin Film Festival Edinburgh who very generously made all these available. Yeah. So, um, well, thank you very much yeah. for listening then. We are thinking okay. a lot about films and, and we will be uh, looking at a whole series of films being screened uh, this year at this year's festival in Edinburgh. Thank, thank you very you. much, Richard. Bye-bye. <laughs>